Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Wow, the start of the year has been amazing for the housing market. It's become very clear that we have a bifurcated market, but it's also very clear that mortgage applications are up. They're actually up three weeks in a row. Rates are down a point and a half, roughly speaking, since the peak in November, whenever that was. And we got to figure it out. Where are mortgages going? Are they a leading indicator? Yes, but what do they mean? What is going on with rates? What are some of the best of the best, like Barry Habib calling? And to have this conversation, we're going to talk to Matt, the mortgage guy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing well. So mortgage application data just came out, comes out every Wednesday. Uh, from memory, mortgage apps were up 3% week on week. Refi demand was up 15% week on week, uh, both still down year on year. Uh, but the trend is clear. I think we have come off the bottom. We have four or five weeks of consistently increasing activity. And uh, this is not a blip. This is no longer a blip. This is now a trend that we're off the bottom. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I I, I think, you know, de depending on who you are, you know, some people want to see four straight weeks or five straight weeks, but, you know, third straight gain um, week ending January 20, where we saw an increase in mortgage applications. It happened to coincide with rates drifting lower. So if right. If you're a crazy like me and Mike, and you believe there's correlation between rates and demand, Shocking. this would support that thesis. Um, and um, I'm seeing it in my personal business. I'm seeing it in multiple markets across the U.S. Um, when rates come down a little bit, and and there's some you know softness in affordability, or there, there's it's just getting a little bit better for people. They're going to take action. They're going to fill out an application and get themselves pre-approved. And, and like you said. It wasn't that long ago, rates hovered in the mid sevens. Now we've got low sixes that most definitely always gets bought down to a five and a quarter or five yeah, something and a half. with a five, yeah. Yeah, some, yeah. A, a lot of people taking advantage of the two one buy down. If you, you're not subscribed to Matt the Morris guy on YouTube, go on there, search two one buy down. I've got at least a few videos on that where you know that's that's another tool that buyers are using to deal with what me and you don't hide from is a little bit of an affordability issue for a lot yeah. of people. Um, yeah. But um, it's, it's getting better. And with rates coming down and some of the folks I follow, like Barry Habib, we're going to continue to get inflation numbers. If those come down, there's a really good correlation between mortgage rates and inflation. We yeah. expect rates to follow. And if we're from seven and a half to six, we saw an uptick in demand. You know, once we get to five, seven, five or five and a half, then I yeah. think it, it truly unlocks a lot of people. Um, one of the things I'm seeing right now, Mike, and, and I think this is worth people hearing. If you're a real estate agent, if you're a buyer, if you looked at your scenario in October of 2022 and you said, man, I only qualify for 420 to buy where I want to buy in the neighborhood I want to buy in. I've got to be able to get something 460 or 480. Or you looked at a payment and said, I'm not doing 3000. I know that I can, you know, pay 2,700 a month and not stretch myself. 
if one of those two scenarios is yours, look at it again. Because yeah, a point and a half, and half makes it a difference. Yeah, right. At five and a half with the seller buying it down, it's going to look a lot better than, you know, the first conversation you had where the lender said, well, if you get some credits, we can buy you down to six, nine, nine. And, and it was too much, right? That, that point and a half in difference, 300, 400, $500, depending on how big of a loan you're getting, um, yeah. it, it matters. And so it's no surprise that the, the biggest driver for buyers is what's my monthly payment. Yeah, rates go down and we show you a lower number for what that monthly payment is attached to a home purchase. You're incentivized to go out there and start purchasing homes. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Again, consumer psychology is interesting. I've studied the consumers for two decades. It's where I focus on as an economist. And um, for much of 2022, the consumer was thinking, I missed 4% when rates were six or seven. Fast forward, not nine months. The consumer is now saying, wow, I can get five and a half, not seven and a half. Sign <laughs> me up. <laughs> we got and again, Yeah, man, it's it's comical. But I mean, it's not a surprise. I told people this was coming and now it's here. And then again, in an environment where we have nearly record low supply, and I believe we actually have record low supply of first-time homes because I believe rec so supply is 974 thousand listings the record low was i want to be right i think was march of last year at 880 right so that's available listings i believe the 970 available homes is distorted by luxury i believe we have at least 160 to 200,000 luxury homes sitting making that 970 look better than it should i believe we have record low availability of first time homes we have rates coming down like this and if they go lower it's going to be a feeding frenzy. And I had uh, an agent in the Seattle market talk about bidding wars, literally bidding wars coming back for first-time homes. But I want to go back one more time and talk about applications because they are a leading indicator and they absolutely do not mean a purchase. So an application simply in my mind means we have an interested party. An interested party is not actually, at least from an economist perspective, counted as demand. Because demand is two steps, interest and ability. A mortgage application does not yet mean approved. Is that true? Or are all these reports, all these mortgage apps that I hear reported approved applications? And maybe I just don't know the subtleties. No, and, and, and that's a good point. And I'll tell you, you know, from the inside the belly of the beast, loan originator myself, um, we do a lot of business. I talk to a lot of mortgage brokers that do a lot of business. Exactly to your point, an application just means interest. They've got to be yeah, willing which is step and able, step one, right? And so and so, able, yeah, right. Willing is probably filling out the application. Able yes. to um, is do I qualify? But exactly, I, I would even argue willing might be oh I qualify, but I'm not. I don't want a thirty four hundred dollar a month payment. I don't know the old number, Mike. But through talking with dozens of high-producing loan officers in today's environment, it's about one in eight applications that make it to the finish line. Wow. Okay. And I, I am positive. I don't know the exact number to give you. I'm positive that that is up. It used to maybe be one in five because of the willing and able. And it makes exactly. sense if you think about it, right? Or, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I'm willing. 
holy crap, I don't qualify for what I want, as much I want at all, yeah. whatever, whatever the case may be. So this is something that gets discussed when mortgage people are, are trying to project because it is a leading indicator, but you have to know that different markets behave different. We're in a market where every five applications meant a closed deal within 180 days. Currently in a market, it takes eight applications to have uh, something cross the finish line. And there's tons of dynamics, right? Depending on who you're sure. talking to, where the applications are coming from. But in general, it's taking more applications to turn into a funded loan, which means, uh, you know, it doesn't all translate. But what I would say to that is uh, it's still going to be like if, if 800 applications turned into 100 closings, if applications double, yeah, the sixteen hundred, you're still going to have double the closings of two hundred. So, so it's still going to translate. It's just yeah, it's up. Up is good. Up is good, no matter how you look at it. It up. up it again. Demand has always been two steps. It's economics one one. It's interest and ability. And if we just have interest going up, raw numbers say that you'll have more people that have the ability, which is a good thing. Now let's talk about the big elephant in the room. Uh, because I can't believe, but there are still people calling for eight, nine, ten percent mortgage rates, <laughs> which I think are um, possible, not probable, highly unlikely. But I will say it's anything's possible. Uh, I also think, and I know Barry Habib is somebody that is a rock star who has won the best forecaster award a couple of times, so deserves respect. I believe he's still calling for mortgage rates to be in the low fives. This year, is that true? Yeah, and and this year, uh, May June, like by oh, the end like of this Q2, summer. Um, and you know, there's there's a bunch of different stuff that goes into it, but you know, I, I I think as as we approach it, he seems to be more certain and more certain, and you know, everybody's uh, got their opinion. So far, we seem to be trending in a direction yeah. that would say maybe Barry's slow, on to something. It's a slow deflation, like air out of the balloon seems to be trending yeah and you know what we haven't yeah. talking about we haven't talked about it in a little bit mike is uh you know the the fed uh i heard recently that the first two meetings that were like it was guaranteed we're going to get 25 25 mm -hmm. there might be some talks that we might only get one of those um, yeah i would i would say the last reading that i saw in the fed is for the february 1st meeting uh it was currently and i'm going to be close 68 percent of a quarter, 32% of pause. And if you rewind the clock three weeks, pause wasn't discussed. Now I'm going to stay by my call because why change now? I've been calling it for six months. We'll get a quarter. Uh, I will also stand by my call that in March we will get a quarter. But I think right now the March call is interesting because I see no way the Fed goes 75, 50 pause. This Fed wants to show a slow. So we're getting a quarter February 1st, in my opinion. I think it's an interesting discussion. Do we get a pause in the middle of March? I'm going to stand by my call and say no, but I'm not I'm not confident. I am certainly not confident. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that just the, the, the fact that the conversation has changed yeah. is something for people to look at because th this is something that people have a hard time understanding, but... Fed raising the Fed funds rate a quarter in February and a quarter in March won't have an impact on mortgage interest rates, mainly because we already know it's coming. It's expected. It's already yes. Been already priced in. Right. Yeah. And so, so if you think about, it, I, I love analogies, you know, Tesla announces 
they're going to have 50,000 new cars hit the line in February. If they overhit their projections, positive impact. If they underperform, negative impact. The same thing goes here where like it's already baked in to, you know, in Tesla's thing, the stock price in mortgage, the interest rate. And if they go 25, 25, okay, we expected that, right? Yeah. And, and, and we say the same. If they go 25, pause, pause, then rates. mortgage rates likely, you know, that's, that's yeah. a, that's a, that's a positive downward. Yeah, that, that goes Barry Habib's way, right? If they do a quarter and a, and a pause, it goes Barry's way. Rates will fall because of that. The other thing that I think really goes Barry's way is um, the spread, right? The spread is still abnormally high. The spread is the difference between the 10-year rate and the average mortgage rate. Historically speaking, go back 40 or 50 years, it's 1.7 to 1.8%. Today, it's over two. If we get to the terminal rate, the peak rate, the pause, you're going to see banks compete and that that you know spread will come in and it could go back to historical averages, but we also have regression to the mean. It could go below that for a little while and come back. So again, I am not calling 5%. I stand by my one of my 12 calls saying we will average under six. But dude, we get to 5%. We get people buying down to four and a half. First time home buyer homes are going to be bonkers this summer. Right. And that's the thing too, where like, I want healthy. I root for healthy. If If we went to... 475 by April, it wouldn't be a good thing, right? Because we'd have a ton of demand. There still wouldn't be no supply, yeah. You know, enough supply to to and and then it would be unhealthy. So I think the way that we're trending now, and if it continues to be kind of a a slow and steady yeah. trend down, would be healthy. So I'm rooting for affordability. I'm rooting for buyers. You know, it obviously helps. Um, when I've got willing people pre getting pre-approved that I'm able to qualify them, but, um, it'll be interesting to see. And, and, and for sure we're following that because yeah, the 10 years already at 3.8. If that spread goes down to one seven or one eight, that's already low fives. What, what, yeah, what the about 10 years the 10 at three, five, by the way, not three, eight. No, no, no. I said three, four. Oh, three, four. Okay. Three, I thought three, I heard four, three, four, five, eight. somewhere in there. But, yeah, but with three, that one, eight added to it, oh, you know, that's got five it, got and it, a quarter. It. If yeah, we, yeah, yeah. If 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 the tenure goes to three and we've got one eight added to that, that's that's four eight. So um, I don't know. Eternal optimist, Mr. Matt, the mortgage guy, but you know, for a good cause for for the home buyer. So I, uh, since we're talking about the Fed, I guess your call, not to put words in your mouth, is a quarter and a pause. That's kind of what you're rooting for. Yeah, I'm going to go quarter than pause, and I All reserve right, the right to change can... my call. You you like yeah, to you stick can... with yours? I yeah. reserve the right to uh, change with with no notice. Yeah, yeah. Any anytime, just change it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Again, if somebody want to reach out and get something started today because they want to get a home or get an investment, how should they do that? Go to greatmortgagebroker.com. Fill out the form. We'll be in touch no matter where you're at in the country. We'd like to help you out. So go to greatmortgagebroker.com and, and we'll, we'll give you a ring. Thank you, buddy. Take care.